Welcome kings and queens to One Sick B. I am your host, One Sick B. We don't cry, we thrive. Or we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at them without warning, but refuses to carry the spirit of brokenness. And today on my show, I have a strong, nice Puerto Rican sweet, very rare. I haven't seen too many, or should I say, haven't heard of too many Puerto Ricans with multiple scrolls. She is a warrior. She has faced unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at her without warning. And I would like to welcome Eva. How are you today, Eva? Good morning. Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. How has COVID been treating you? Definitely battling MS and, you know, the battles we already face and then COVID being on lockdown. How has that treated you? And what are some Um, things you've been through so far? Yes, actually, COVID, I've been just very careful, just extremely careful. Not like I didn't, not like I wasn't a germaphobe before with wearing gloves and putting masks on. You know, I know people thought I was crazy, but now look at what we're doing now. Actually, it affected more the people that I worked with. So that's another reason why I had to be really careful because I wasn't trying to bring that home. So I just was very careful with keeping the hand washing and the distancing and, you know, just being mindful of who I was around. Definitely. You have to uh, protect yourself during COVID, uh, especially with us already having autoimmune disease. It uh, makes it 10 times even more. You already get nervous when somebody sneezed on a regular day. And now with COVID, (laughs) with COVID, it's it's even worse. So today I kind of want to dig into your journey with MS. If we can start back with when you got diagnosed, how you can start from the beginning. So June of 2009, I woke up one day and I actually the night before had gone out and had some drinks, but I didn't think I was at all like hungover. So I was just wondering, why are my feet so tingly? You know, why do they feel like they're sleeping? And during the throughout the day, I just I didn't think anything of it. But that feeling actually stayed and it lingered and the feeling actually started to move up into the calf area and then into the thighs area. And then after a while, it felt like like I had rubber bands wrapped around my legs and it was just the tight. And then it was still that tingly feeling and like my legs were falling asleep. And all of a sudden it started moving up even more to like the waist area. And I go, okay, this is starting to scare me now. What if it goes up to my chest area and that's, you know, squeezes me. And, and this is all breathe. within a day, correct? This was within that week. Within, within that the week, week within the week, because week, it's always either day to day, week by yeah. week. That's one of the things we face with yes. MS. It is. Yes. We don't know. It's unpredictable. Not a clue as to what it was. So I went to the hospital and they were, they were running tests and they actually diagnosed me at first with Guillain-Barre syndrome. With who? Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is probably just as bad. I mean, all the symptoms of MS, but without the lesions, you know, without the lesions in the brain. Okay. Yes. So it was actually the spinal tap that actually gave the confirmation that it was MS. And they had asked, you know, does anybody in your family have MS? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, they do my mother, you know, you know, that's, 
they used to say it was genetic because they asked me when I got diagnosed, did I have anybody in my family? I was thinking no. So when I set up on this interview and you said that your mother also had MS, number one, yeah. you have MS, your mother has MS, yeah. you're Puerto Rican, very yeah. rare. I didn't know what to think at first because I was like, oh, my God, is this going to get worse? You know, because I've seen what it's done to her. And but everybody's different, you know, so this disease affects everybody differently. Yeah, they say no two um, people are alike. No. And then so we started with the optic neuritis. The optic neuritis set in my right eye first and then the left eye. It's like it took turns and half my body was just basically useless. You know, one half of my body. I had a bunch of lesions at first. The MRI just lit up. And so it was, they were just everywhere. They were just not in one little specific area. And then they were in my cervical spine. So they were creeping their way down there too. So what my neurologist, you know, described it as was, was almost like real estate, you know, where it goes, you know, where it likes to, those lesions like to land determines on, you know, your mobility is going to be your cognitive, at, you know, brain, everything, yeah, everything, yes. yes. And frontal so, lobe, left frontal, yes, back lateral yes. lobe, spinal, cervical, yeah. C spine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was everywhere. It was, and I felt it. I felt it. We decided what therapy are we going to go on? And my, the very first one was Copaxin. So I was on Copaxin. I've did all the ABC, Avenix, yeah. Beta Seron, Copaxin. Yeah. And Copaxin is a shot for those who are not familiar. Yeah. It's a maintenance daily. drug for a daily co-shot for maintenance for MS therapy. It's one yeah. of the ABC, one of the drugs they first start you off on, depending mm-hmm. on what your symptoms are. And it worked, didn't, it didn't work. So I was still having relapses, still in the hospital, spent a lot of time. I, I love Loyola. Loyola Medicine is mm-hmm. great. Their rehab centers are great. You know, I'd go in there. In Loyola is in Illinois. For those who are not yeah, sorry, oh. I didn't. Need to. It's okay. Yeah, it's in Maywood, and my doctor. I've had him since the beginning, and he's been great, wonderful, and he knows that I don't complain. But when when it gets bad, and he sees me crying, you know, I know you say yeah. we don't cry, yes. but sometimes we do. Yes, yeah, I understand you. Yes, I definitely understand that you have not, those frustrations. Not um, so much with feeling sorry for myself. Not um, at all. But Tired um, or I have things to do because it's inconvenient. Yes, yes. yes. It's an inconvenience. Now, how, yes. what age, okay, if you, did you, how old were you? I was 30. You were 30 and you 30. already had kids already. So I already had two. Children? I already had two, my two children. I already had two, so. I have a. Do you think you experienced any symptoms after you had your children and maybe didn't recognize them as MS? If you think back, like, do you have any symptoms like that you think maybe when after I had my daughter, she was five months. And that's when I I had symptoms before that, though. They had diagnosed me with arthritis and uh-huh. I was having problems walking and problems. Even with my bladder, I was having problems oh. when I was younger <sighs> because even now, you know, I, I did the Botox or the yeah. uh, the pill for it. Do you think you had any symptoms nope. prior to nope. that? Maybe no, nope. I didn't feel nothing. I, I had no issues. You were good. It was, it wasn't, I mean, my daughter, okay, so this was 12 years ago. So my daughter, she was eight. So mm-hmm. she was eight years old. My son already a teenager. So 
they were already grown. Well, not grown, but they were I know, a little bigger. older. Yeah, a little older. So never, so, never yeah. did I. Did I yeah, that's interesting. And then you also have your mother, so you would have yeah. maybe been more uh, aware of certain yeah. symptoms if you had been, and yeah. it might be would have been different now for. Something I think about for the foreseeable future, you're still young. Do you worry about if you have kids, if you say if you have another child or how your body will handle it? Or I actually was worried more about, oh, my God, I don't want them to get this. You know, if, you know, I got it. I never I used my mother. She would tell me she goes, I'm so sorry. And I'm going for what? She goes, I gave this to you. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. I said this. If this was going to happen, it was going to happen. It didn't matter if you, I mean, yeah, it matters that you have it, but now we know that it's right. in, our, in our gene, not in our genes. Cause they're trying to say that it's not genetic. They're right. trying to say that it's just, if it's in your, if it's in your makeup, you know, then that's the decision maker. If it's in the makeup, not so much in the gene. So she was constantly, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, stop it. You know, it's not your fault. And then that's when I started thinking, you know, oh, my God, you know, what am I get it? You know, how are they going to handle it? You know, not that they're not strong people themselves. Yeah, you just don't want to. Um, I just don't want them to You have don't want your kids either. to, you don't want no. your kids to go through it. And you're more cautious. I, you yes. pay attention more. And it's kind of, I have a belief system. And I always tell my friends and family, I'm like, God gave it to me because you guys are punks. And you can't, and you know, he gave it to me. I kind of want to be the one who I feel like. Yeah. Out of everybody yeah. else. I'm like, going to take one. one for the yeah, team. Yeah, I want to take know? for the team. This is yeah, the I'm gonna one. Yeah, I'm going to take one for the team. Yeah, I take it for the team. So, yeah. yeah. I was so worried. And then I asked the doctor, I'm like, you know, how do I find out if this is going to be something my kids are going to deal with? And he, they basically said, you know, you'd actually have to wait till something happens. You know, there's not a preventative maintenance you can yeah. do. To, there's nothing you can prevent or, you know, if it happens, it happens. But I will say that this came on when I had a sinus infection. So whether it was an inf- well, infections always make this infection bad. Where you know? rather you have a bladder infection, it, any bacteria, any type of infection main, that's all That's, the main, that's yes. the main one, the bladder. I've had so many issues with my bladder. Yes. I have an oily bladder. So yes. I have a dysnergic bladder, which means my muscle doesn't know, it, it spazzes, you know? That's it's the same doing thing. Contract, yes. Constantly doing contractions. And yes. so- it's either I can hold it really hard or, or, or release don't come it. out at all. Yes. I've, have you had to experience caffeine? Because yes, I yes. Uh, have had to experience caffeine. I know how to cath, which is very uncomfortable for yes. people who uh, they go to the doctor and they're in the hospital and they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to get cath. And I'm like, honey, I'm I, a can pro. I'm a pro. I can do it myself. Yeah. yeah, I could do it. I could do it without the mirror. Yes. So yes. <laughs> you know, these are the things that we have to face. These are like realistic battles yeah. that. Yeah. You have to face like to think yeah. that you have to at some point in your life know how to cath yourself to empty yes. your bladder. Yes. Like, so that the urine doesn't stay behind and cause. Yes. 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 I have had an attack. I've been on vacation and and I can just say I was drinking because I had a moment where I'm like, I can do anything that anybody else does. So nope. I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you really can't. But in my mind, in yeah, my in mind. Your mind. Of in course, we always think in our it, mind. So yeah. I did my drink and I mind you, I forgot my catheters oh. at home. So I had to have a family friend. Thank God she stayed in the same town and her brother had to cath. So she was like, I can bring it. It was just really odd. Like 
can I yeah. borrow a calf? Ask him, can yeah. I borrow a catheter? And maybe I'll send that's it back. That's not something you again. borrow, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you, you have to have an extra calf. Does he, yeah. How many times does he calf a day? Or does he calf every blue moon? Because Yeah, that was an experience because I did therapies to try to tighten the muscles in there called pelvic floor therapy. It works and then it doesn't. So you just got to find what's going to work. I actually was forever on UTI medications to try to yeah, relieve I'm, I'm the pain. I'm on oxybutyn. That helps with the bladder. And I do, um, have you thought about, I have took in Botox. I get Botox in the no, bladder. No, I never did that. That I never did. That was yeah. never offered though. So I okay, will go you, by- you can ask about it. Botox in the bladder. They can put you to sleep and they go in and they give you like three injections that's a good option. And it's supposed to help with the spasticity. It holds it. And you know what? I trust my team. You know, I think of them as a team. You know, they're part of my, my team because they're, they're people that are going to do what they can to help me, you know, and I would tell them, I hate pills. I hate having to take drugs. You know, I hate it. I hate putting things in my body. That's just like, this does a lot to your, to your brain as well. You know, it, I mean, of course it it has a lot to do with the brain, has everything to do with the brain, but wherever those lesions lay, it also messes with you. It's almost like your mind's playing tricks on you. Almost like you have to think something over that you never had to think over so much before, you know, every every decision you you have to go over repetitively or you have to plan. Yes. The other thing is you have to pre-plan and you can't. You hate to pre-plan because sometimes pre-planning, you have to change your plans. Everything sometimes can be an inconvenience because you have plans that you want to do or things you want to accomplish. I have to section out what day I'm going to clean my bathroom, what day I'm going to clean this room because how much energy does this take over this? Or do I want to focus on that or fusion? I have a question. How is it as a female, and I met my my spouse at a younger age, how is yeah. it female in the world dating? Well, I was married and we're not married anymore. Right. So, I mean, yeah, um, bygones are bygones, new blessings, yeah. you move yeah. on. I don't know if I wanted to use this, that this is what ruined my marriage. It didn't ruin the marriage. Because there are other it, things that they put awareness know. in it. Yes. They yes. put awareness, you made you alert, aware of yes. maybe the person. Yes. Because we go through a lot. Because like my children were a little older. So believe me, I I was still there every step of the way. I didn't let this disease get in the way of me being a mom. Exactly. It might They're have the gotten, reason I fight. Yeah. It might have gotten in the way of other things, but it didn't get in the way of me being a mom. But like when I I said before, you know, it took away a lot, but it gave me a lot too. Yeah. So not the type to go out, and, you know, right. first of all, even now with this COVID and everything, I'm not of trying course. to just meet anybody. What do you do? You ask them, be like, hey, how are you? You know, next time we meet, can you bring your medical records? <laughs> and by the way, do you, do you have a COVID test that you can? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you had a COVID test? And it's actually because, you know, you've. You don't really know what anybody has either. You know, people are nasty. Yeah, your medical so, records, your COVID tests, yeah. all of it. I want to know. Health department results, all of it. Yeah. Because yeah. one thing affects another. So yeah. I already have MS. I don't need yeah. it else. Yeah. I never thought I would go ahead and just meet anybody. And in particular, 
in that sense, you know. So I happened to have met somebody who had MS too, you know, who knew exactly what I was going through. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that kings and queens, that is definitely rare and significant yeah. and beautifully yeah. flawed at the same time. Because yeah. you, you have somebody who, so explain this, you have somebody that has MS alongside yes. of you. So how does that work? Actually, I met him while we were getting infused. You know, I was getting an infusion. You know, I, he, was, he went to the same infusion center while well, he started at the same infusion center that I go to I was already a veteran there. You know, I, you know, he was getting his very first Ocrevus infusion. Yes. Um, I'm on Ocrevus. Ocrevus, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, is a twice a year. Shout out to the mayor. Mm-hmm. I've been on everything. Yeah. Ocrevus is a twice a year, every six month infusion that helps us uh, maintain uh, stability with our MS. Yeah. And at the time I was on Tysabri which is once a another month. Another of you. Yes. yes. Another and once a month of that, that right there, that worked. And I'm sad that I couldn't take it anymore because for risk of PML. So yeah, um, I, I don't know if you want to look up PML, but it basically can turn into a rare brain cancer. So it's yes. basically just causing more yes. harm than good, but it's what worked. And I said, my luck, you know, go ahead. My luck that right. I have to stop taking this therapy that's actually been very beneficial for me. I have to take it. I have to stop taking it because it's, I'm going to die of something else, you know? Yes. So I had to stop taking it. And, but he was on the, and actually I was waiting to see if I could be approved for a previous, but my insurance, unfortunately, they weren't matching. So he was on his very first. So I feel like I was present. I was very much up close and, and, and present to his very first experience with this infusion. He had first a bad reaction, so, <laughs> but he didn't take his, his the pre- pre- what is They give you yes. a Benadryl and Tylenol when yes. you get started in a steroid injection, just yes. in case you have any allergic yep. reactions. I yep. take the pre-op meds, but I believe men are yep. different yep. than women are there. So I'm so tough, you know, I'm yep. so tough. Oh, I'll be all right. It'll be okay. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, no, you're you're not, not the exception to the rule. You know, yes. that's what I tell them all the time. You're not the exception to the rule. Yes. So not that we talked or anything, you know, I just, he had a bad reaction and I had to kind of help him out with it. So, <laughs> you know, just like every other man, you know, he's so proud, you know, what it's yeah. like, I'm okay. And I'm like, no, you're not, no, you're not. So I'm going to go get the nurse because there's something going on. <laughs> so, that's um, that pride. Did you lose any friends or family? I did. Of course, your your mom, she's a sports um, She also is an MS warrior. But did you yeah. notice anything, like any change around you? The people they act because some people, they lose. A little bit. A little bit. I didn't lose friends, but I did notice that they were starting to treat me more like, like I always told them, don't feel sorry for me. You know, don't ever do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You're going to yeah. make me feel funny. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah. And there were a lot of things that I didn't do because of it. You know, I couldn't go to the beach, you know, yes. couldn't be in a sturdy beach, couldn't be in the sun very long, couldn't walk around very long. And so I didn't want them to think that, you know, I was holding them back. You know, it's like, yes. go, out, go have fun, you know, yeah, go have I'm, fun. Yeah. I would say that. But at the same time, I would also feel like, you guys could stay back with me, you know, <laughs> just kidding. But I, I, I mean, well, you know, at least you half and half. And I was, yeah, blessed with, I was blessed with the crew where I can say, okay, you know, I'm tired for this part of the trip, 
So you guys go and do that. And then, yeah. okay, yeah. well, for me, I can't do, okay, so you're going to sit back and just enjoy the beach with me when the weather, yeah. you know, when the sun's going down, when it's a little bit cooler because yeah. and I, I can't be directly it. in the sun and I'm stroking out or I remember yeah. going, yeah. going being, I remember yeah. being in Vegas and that heat hit. It immediately hit me where I could not move my body. It's the worst feeling because you're energetic, you're on it, and boom. It feels like dead weight, sand through your legs, through your arms, through your body. And you literally feel like you're going to stroke out. Yeah, couldn't have a hard time breathing. I felt like couldn't touch breath. Yes, I remember those feelings, and they're horrible. And to that, another took a lot of weight. You know, during the summer, that was an automatic thing. Something's going to happen. I feel it. I already feel it, you know, and it's horrible. But back to this man, you know, I didn't think I was going to see him again. And I did. And from then on, we said we would be there for each other because we are the only ones that know what we are going through and what we're feeling. And I'm thankful for him. He's thankful for me. And that and I. That's you know, a beautiful blessing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to have him. Because it's. It's hard for people uh, just to be in a relationship or for somebody to truly understand what they're going through. But he truly understands what you're going through. So it's not a it's not a okay. you. Yeah, sure. You are. You're doing this. You say you're tired, but you're doing X, Y, Z. Well, that's because X, Y, Z has to be taken care of regardless. But believe me, I'm drained. And he is an example. He was working two full-time jobs. And I would tell him, I'm like, you need to slow down. I said, you're going to hurt yourself. You know, I'm speaking from experience. You know, it's not something I'm just because I I already know. But if he can do it, you know, all right. Okay, but I'm just warning you, you know. Exactly. I'm just warning you. It does not play fair. Does yeah. not play fair. It, it just comes out whenever it wants to. You know, just hey, I'm here. You know, yeah. you want to deal with me for a little it, while. It I, uh, that's what I said. She just pops up unimagined, just at the most yeah. unco- inconvenient yeah. time ever. Inconvenient, yeah. very inconvenient. But I got to that point where it's like, you know what? I know how to treat you. You know, yeah. you're going to be that unwelcome guest and I'm going to make yes. you feel like you're unwelcome. I'm a, exactly. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm not going to make now, you feel comfortable. I'm not going to, you know, I've got to feed into you, but sometimes not feeding into it. Sometimes me trying to spite it, you know, doesn't do good either. So I know when I have to slow down myself and just sit sit back. back Yeah. Yes. And that's something I had to learn how to do because I was actually spiting myself, you know, because what is some autoimmune disease? It's a disease that actually your body is fighting itself. Fighting itself. It's, so it's we're crazy. only as My body as is beating up myself. Yes. yes. And, and I'm, I'm already beating up myself. And now yes. I'm doing extra because yes. I'm trying to be so tough to yes. do what I want to do. But it's I'm hurting myself times too. Yeah. And if my body's strong, you know, and I'm a strong person, you know, imagine we're, yeah. we're, we're I'm, I'm exhausted at the end of the day because yeah. my body's strong. And so I'm trying to fight me too. Now, what beautiful blessing came out of this as far as career. What did you learn about yourself? What have you? So I didn't work for a while, you know, couldn't, couldn't just who's going to hire me. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't feel like coming in today. Do you mind? No, that's not going to work. So I actually waited till I was mentally and physically ready to get back into the work field, you know, 
And so I started working for Aspire Chicago, which is an organization. It's a nonprofit. And so we deal with um, individuals who have intellectual, mental, and physical disabilities. And I work in Osceola, which is basically a group home with the individuals. And, you know, 24 hours, they live there. And we go there and we assist them with their everyday living. I felt like I wanted to give back in a way, you know, so I think I got into the right field uh, as far as dealing with people who have disability, you know, because what this organization deals with is inclusion, not making these people feel less, less than what they are and and allows to fit into society. Exactly. Exactly. Not out making them. Exactly. So inclusion was the big thing in in this organization. And so that drew me in as well. And that was what my resume said, too. It's like, I'm looking to get into, I I need you to give me a chance. It's been a while. I have really no work experience, but I know how to take care of somebody. I really do. I know how to be a human, basically, you know? Exactly. And I love that you said that. Yeah human because yes. everything that's going on in the world the sad part about it is people are forgetting like you said just to treat people human like yes. we're human that nobody's yes. perfect the errors or there's no lessons that you can be trained on to be kind you don't need a lesson to be kind that has to come naturally and has to come from within so all these things that these people actually require sadly sometimes they just their families just dumped them there because they don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Basically. So they need somebody to be there for them, to help them. And I mean, I figure out was the right person, things. you know, yeah. I know how to do all this. I, know I don't how to need show love and it doesn't take nothing. It doesn't take much. No. So this is an easy job. <laughs> it's yeah. an easy job to yeah. reach out and it's, let somebody else It's hard but easy at the same time. Well, well, Definitely. We're not easy. We're not going to say easy, but easy yeah. to love somebody. But yeah. So I felt like I'm perfect for this. And they thought so, too. And I've been there two years and so far so good. You know, they do have their issues, but that's for unfortunately, some of them are medicated. So yeah. I don't believe in it. I mean, I know I have to take these poisons, what I think they are. Yeah. But if what, they're is, make- what is the maintenance therapy that you're currently on now? I was on Lamtrada. So that was once a year, again, with the PML. So I could do these, you know, I could do these therapies. They work for me, but my body can't take them after a while. And so now I got to go on to something different. And I think the next one will be pill form, which is Mavenclad. Are you familiar with that one? Mavenclad? Infusion? No, it's a pill. I took a pill that was every day. Yeah, I took Jelenia. I took Jelenia. I took, like I said, I've been on Avenex, Betaseron, Copaxin, yeah. Jelenium. I took IVIG. I took mm. the chemotherapy. Yeah. You take metal, methyl trezate, methyl trezate, yeah. that one yeah. before. Yeah. And I started uh, Ocrevus. I've been on Ocrevus. It has been a year and a half. So mm. we'll see yeah. how we're going into the second year. The journey with the medications are yeah. finding one that fits our circumstance exactly. and the situation we're going yeah. through. And then again, how long can you take it? And, yeah. you know, does it last? Because I was on what IVIG for years and then your body gets immune to it and yes. you start yes. resistance. Yes. So your body's fighting the medicine that's trying to help you fight, which yes. 
most of the medications that for our, for MS are immune suppressant. So it's yes. already hard. So yes. it's interesting. We have to take immune suppressant so our body doesn't beat itself up. And then now yes. we're going into the world with COVID where it's yes. 10 times worse yes. and we already don't have an immune system. So so I haven't taken the vaccine yet, only because I have other issues going on right now. I'm on an immunosuppressant right now, and they told me I can't take the vaccine while I'm on an immunosuppressant. So I have to wait for that. But I was also on Reba. You're familiar with Reba? Yes, I've heard that of Reba before, too. Yeah, that didn't work either. So it is all about finding a therapy that's going to work for you. And the ones that I was taking couldn't take anymore. Got to find something new, but I can't. You know, I can't take a step down, you know, with therapies. Now I got to keep going with what's coming attack. out more. You yeah, I got to keep, keep going, going keep with pushing. what's coming out, you know, because I don't think pills work. I think infusions do work, you know, that are directly into the system. You know, I'm actually like, I, like I said, I'm like naked out there. But I was thinking, I don't need to take anything. I'm good. No, I'm not. You need to take something. Something needs to be in your body. You need, well, you you need know? a maintenance drug. I've told myself, that I've been out there like, I'm not taking anything. This is all yeah. done. And then I'm like, okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Now yeah. you're going to have to take something. You're not going to be yeah. able to just, to just yeah. be out here and not just, yeah. you're super strong. You you really have yeah. superpowers. What type of superpowers yeah. do you really have? Like, yeah. you know, even Wonder Woman, what, what's the kryptonite? That This might be the <laughs> yeah. kryptonite. Yeah. This so is the kryptonite. I, you got to take something. Something has, yes. you have to take something. Yes. What is some advice that you would give to somebody who is going through this journey or not even with MS, just because I've noticed in life that I know when I have a flare up, I allow myself 24 to 48 hours to be mad, to gripe, to fuss at the yeah. world, to yeah. say the world sucks. This is yeah. everything stupid. This is dumb. I don't like it. And yeah. I have to cover that because yeah. when I look out the window, the birds are still chirping. The cars are still yeah. going by. That the means world is still turning. The world is still exactly. turning. Exactly. Yes, so what would be your advice to somebody? Oh, geez. When you say that, even when I'm doing, when I am having an issue, you know, is what I call it. I'm having an issue. Do something to get my mind off of it, you know, just to keep going. I always tell my kids, you got to keep going. You know, can't sit down. Keep it's going. You know, no there's reason. no excuse. You could feel sorry for yourself all day long, but where does that get you? What does that do for you? Is it going to make you feel better to feel sorry? Okay, if you're going to do it for a little while, just don't live in it. Don't sit there and live in it. Exactly, because then that's when you fall into depression. That's why yes. I said I give yourself 24 to 48 yes. hours. You have the right to be mad. Yeah. And I'm not taking any depressants. I won't do that. You're, there's no way in the world you're going to give me a pill to make me feel better. And I'm not saying that there isn't people who out there yeah, have yeah you, because if you, you know, need mental if health, you need an antidepressant with mental health, take yes. it. Some people yes. can, and some people can't. Yes. Some people can get through it without it. Yes, and some people need it. So if you yes. need it, don't be scared of oh, taking. Yeah, please, I don't ever want to say that. Oh you know, yeah, but I, not I, I understand. But for me personally, yes. I don't because I don't think that I need a pill to make me feel better. I should be able to make me feel better. There's plenty of things around me that, you know, make me feel better. Even if I look at a picture of my grandson, I am a grandma. Congratulations on that. <laughs> He's a year old. So oh. uh, my son and his, his soon to be wife, uh, okay. a one year old little boy, Carmelo. Oh. And even if I have to look at that, you know, yes. some, there's always something that's going to lift yes. your spirits. So there's something yes. that you know, I always tell my friends, need, you need that, that strong support network. You know, they need those people. Like I said, I have my team. That team is for 
justice for the body, this vessel that we have, that we have to deal with for the rest of our life, you know, but there's nothing for up here. Something that's going to make this and your heart feel good to keep you going. Like the only thing I could say is just keep going, you know, keep moving. As much as it'll try to sit you down, don't let it. Keep going. Stay fighting. Yes. Keep going. Find your happiness and then keep going. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank Miss Eva for giving me her time and her insight on her journey and being open and telling us the good, the bad, the ugly, and her words are just to keep going and keep fighting. You can check out One Sick Bee podcast on Facebook, One Sick Bee underscore podcast on Instagram, or catch me on Spotify. Thank you, Eva, for coming and being a part of One Sick Bee. Thank you for listening. You are so welcome. Okay, fighting in every way. Everybody see you hurting, don't nobody feel your pain. You feel like you might not make it to go see another day. Just keep fighting anyway. I got power to make change. If you're in this predicament and you're listening, God gives his hardest missions to the one he knows is fit for it. No matter about the reason and no matter about the innocent, just know that you'll be great and you'll keep fighting till you finish this. And you ain't never finna quit.